Hello, America. Your news is being edited in real time. It is truly, truly a time that you need to keep a diary because things are happening in the world and they're just not being recorded by anyone in the in the mainstream media. And that includes anybody who's a historian or anything else. History is truly being rewritten in real time. I urge you to keep a diary. Why? I'll show you in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let me, let me talk to you about a couple of things here. Um, we have the impeachment. That is starting. We're going to get into here in just a minute. We have uh, uh, Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, joining us in about 25 minutes from now. He's going to be surprised because he actually makes an appearance in our special. Uh, I don't think he even knows it. Uh, something that he was working on, uh, something that really bothered him, and he he demanded some answers. I got to ask him, did you ever get any answers on that one? Just said he's the whistleblower. Yeah. He's the one you've been hearing about. It's <laughs> right. Mike Lee, which is a surprise no, it's, to us. We uncovered not. it. Uh, but uh, but he actually is involved in in the case we're going to lay out in a good way. He's the one going, um, this doesn't make sense. Could I get some answers, please, from the State Department? This happened a few years ago. Don't know what answers he got, if any. Um, but uh, it was... It's fascinating to see how many people have tried to bite at this apple, and they don't even know what it is. Uh, That special is going to air tomorrow, one day, 10 hours and 51 minutes from now. uh, At 8 p.m., we're making it free for everyone. So it's on Facebook and YouTube. It will also appear on on, uh, blazetv.com. That's where its home will be. Um, but we urge you to tell everyone it is the Democrats Hydra. So we're going to get into this in a second, but I want to talk about how they're scrubbing the internet right now of the whistleblower. Any mention at all of this whistleblower is now being deleted by Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. The internet is being scrubbed by uh, by these organizations, and it's not being reported on by any mainstream media. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Facebook, right, is mm-hmm. pulling mm-hmm. every mention yep. of the whistle- whistleblower's name, which I believe we can still say, Charamella. 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 You know, we've got to get our, we've been so busy with, we're, we're working on this special. We're working, we have, what, five days left to work, for, to finish our book yes. on socialism, which is a major 400 page plus uh, uh, book on how to argue with socialists that's coming out after the new year. So we're so busy, but we got to get somebody to make a Charamella t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I think that's needed. The whistleblower maybe throwing a pie up in the air. Uh, it's a taramella. So the, anyway. the pizza box guy. The pizza box I guy. I like this idea. Uh, yeah, Because gotta... it seems like a sauce. Like if you could get like, yeah. you know how you go and you build the pasta and they've got like marinara and they've got Alfredo and then they mm. have charamella sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like something you'd have to have. We need, you know what? In fact, I will give a free plug to any Italian restaurant that comes up with a charamella sauce. So <laughs> I don't know. No, it's got to have mean, pork it's in it. Someone's name is, is a bit weird. Uh, it doesn't necessarily seem you appetizing. You can come up with a great recipe. However, so. we ate General Sow's chicken. Right. Right. That's a dude's name. I'd like spaghetti. Charamella. <laughs> okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> they can't stop us from putting his name out on that one. Uh, anyway. Ban my menu item? Is, <laughs> is that what you're doing? This is a this is a menu item. And I'm telling you, if you come up with a good recipe and you're a re- you're a restaurant, I will promote you on Facebook with your new charamella sauce. But you gotta, it's gotta make sense. It's gotta be why. on the official menu. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be something official. What if you? Are, what if your name, like you're another person. In the Charamella family. Can mm-hmm. you no longer be on Facebook? Are they banning you? Maybe. I don't know. What if you're a coach in that family and you have a whistle as part of your duty? <laughs> Can we talk about the coach or the the umpire that is a Charamella blowing the whistle on the field? Apparently not. Th- apparently not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have that story. But here's an, e- here's an even worse story, I think. Um, this story is about how the media just takes care of its own. We know the story about uh, Rohrbach, the ABC uh, uh, anchor, that off-camera was saying, you know, we had this story about Epstein for three years, and ABC sat on it. So they were looking for the leaker. Well, they found somebody who had accessed this. Now, her story is amazing, all she did was she opened up that file, I think on the day that it happened. She opened up that file, and she pulled that file and put it off into a, a separate file. Now, she never accessed it again. She went to her bosses at ABC and said, did you see this? This is her job, is to pull things that might be problematic and to pull things uh, for other people. So she said, hey, I pulled this off. This might be problematic. Uh, Do do you guys see this? They said yes. Okay. Months go by, nothing. She leaves and she moves to CBS. She's just, she's a low-level producer at CBS. ABC calls her and uh, calls CBS and says, hey, you know, we had somebody leak this to the press and and this woman, she's the leaker. You might want to be careful. Well, they walked in, didn't even question her. They just fired her. Get your stuff and get out. It's an amazing story. No one has taken the time to interview this person, talk to this person, nothing. No one in the mainstream media is even addressing this Rohrbach story. Nobody nobody else is only the alternative media, the conservative media. There's been zero mention of this on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. Nothing. Nothing. It's like the story doesn't even exist. And again, this is in the Me Too era. Yeah. This is a story about a cover-up of dozens and dozens of underage girls being assaulted, molested, and all sorts of different horrible things. And the the so-called whistleblower, without any evidence is taken and fired and thrown out in the street without any explanation. And again, think of how remarkable it is the way this goes down, where one competitor calls another competitor in the same industry. McDonald's calls Burger King and says, hey, the person you're cooking the hamburgers, I don't think they should be employed there anymore. And Burger King's like, oh, okay, sure. When the hell does that happen? That doesn't make any sense at all. Because it's it's a cabal. 
It really is a cabal. They I, all they all are protecting each other's butts. That's all they're doing. We're talking on the news and why it matters and, and comparing it to the thin blue line sort of thing from yes. every single movie where yeah. police won't talk bad about them. Right. It's like that's what this is. The media is just protecting itself. And, you know, look, you can make a mistake here. It's plausible that, okay, look, because I is even with the story being the story. If I have someone who's working for me who's leaking things to opposition media to destroy my company, whether they're right or wrong, I might want to interview them later, but I don't want them working for me. Right? I could totally right. see. However, when you find out that this person is not the leaker, it, uh, you should be uh, rehiring them if they want the job. You should be apologizing profusely. You you're should be clearing be their name publicly. You're gonna and be, you're going to be on the wrong side of a lawsuit if you don't do those things. wrong side of the lawsuit. And they're just ignoring it. Yeah. There's not even the people who cover the media aren't even coming out and saying anything oh, you about mean it. Brian Stelter? It's uh, you not mean just that guy? him, but he's one of them. No, but, but isn't he the ombudsman to make sure that the media is fair and balanced, <laughs> that I'm going to check into everything because I'm the big, huge egghead that just, <laughs> uh, I just know what's true and what's not. Hasn't even mentioned it. It's in, inexplicable. In, inexcusable. It's one of these stories that's directly about the way the media is dealing with with its own stories. This is an internal story that should be fascinating to people inside the media who say, wait a minute, like, these are, this is real. Re Look, James O'Keefe has been around for a while. He's done this a bunch of times. This is something that the media needs to understand can happen to them, and they need to be able to deal with it like adults. And they don't seem to be able to do it. No. So, Megan Kelly is back, and Megan Kelly is doing her own thing, and she just uh, released something on IGTV, which is uh, Instagram television, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she interviewed this person. And I want to play a couple of clips from it. Listen. Did you leak the tape? I did not. Not to anyone? No. At any At any time? No. Did you make a clip of the moment? I did, but I saved it, I saved it in the internal system. So what was your job at ABC? I was a crash producer. Okay, so a producer. Yeah. And you were in the control room when Amy made those comments? Uh, I wasn't in the control room, but I was, I was watching the comments while I was at my desk. And um, I had seen what she was saying, and I went to my manager and I said, you know, do you see what she's saying? Does she know that she's on a hot mic? The assistant said to us that, um, that Amy knew she was on a mic uh, and that she knew she was being broadcasted to all the affiliates. Right, so this is a moment where she's off the air, she's doing taped promos, mm -hmm. but she has a mic on and people can see and hear her. Yeah. So what made you, you what did you do? You clipped the moment, you sort of marked the moment in the system? Yeah, I, I just clipped it off. I essentially marked it in the system. It never left the system. We do it all the time. Did you tell the manager that you had clipped it? I did not. Did you think it was newsworthy, what she was saying? Everyone in the office was freaked out by what she was saying, and everyone was, was watching it. So the purpose for clipping it was what, to watch it back later? Yeah, watch it back later. Um, you know, I, I did it just for office gossip, you know? Mm -hmm. Was there any intention to embarrass her? No, not at all. Or ABC? No, I would never. You know, uh, the three years I've spent at ABC, I've, I've loved my time there. You know, I'm a... I'm a good employee. I've, you know, I've worked seven days a week, you know. I, I loved my job. Was this the first time you had ever clipped a, a, a segment of an anchor off mic? 
No, I mean, we do it all the time. You know, uh, I'm part of my job is I'm like a video editor. You know, I, I clip off moments all the time. I put together, you know, funny anchor reels of, you know, them off camera doing funny stuff to use later in the show. Did you go back and watch it later? I didn't, no. I, I didn't even, I didn't think about it after that day. <laughs> I believe her. I mean, she comes off as very believable. Now, mm -hmm. if the case from ABC slash CBS is she's lying, then they need to make that case or say they're launching an investigation to to figure out what exactly happened. But they're not even making that case. They're not saying anything. So... And, no, and of course, there's no one to hold them responsible. They're just ignoring all the requests to comment on it. So there is a new piece of evidence out today. And I'll get to that in one minute. Okay, so here's the problem with this story. It comes down to who do you believe? This was just released by uh, Project Veritas, ABC Insider. Why I alone released the Amy Robrock Epstein tape. Uh, to my fellow man, I come forward with this information bearing no motive other than to have this information public. I did not and do not seek any personal gain from this information, whether it be financial or otherwise, and I will always decline. When, it became, when I became aware of this moment, I had the same reaction as many of you did. Anger, confusion, sadness. I don't care about petty political quarrels, and I only hope for the best of all of us. To my fellow ABC News employees, I've walked the halls experiencing similar feelings that we're all having right now. All of you, regardless of your own personal differences in one form or another, do an outstanding job. And I sincerely enjoy working with each and every one of you and will continue to do so throughout our careers. Hmm. This whistleblower is saying, I'm still in the company. You got the wrong person. To those wrongfully accused, it is terrible that you have been lashed out at, uh, lashed out at by the company. I know some may put the burden of guilt on me, but my conscience is clear. The actions of the company towards you are the result of their own and not anyone else. The public outcry from coast to coast of all people, creeds, and political affiliations is clear. I have not one doubt that there will always be support for you, and you will have prosperous careers. For neither you nor I have done anything wrong. To Amy... You're, not, you're the only person deserving of an apology. I am most certainly sorry. Not for my actions, but for this to center around you uh, and for what is clear that has happened. When I first stumbled across this, my initial reaction was outrage, but it soon toward, uh, turned towards empathy. I can't imagine doing all the hard work only to have it all shelved. If the past years have taught us anything, it's that truth that some of us have has endured many hardships in this industry. From the spiking of stories regarding prominent and powerful people in this world and to yours, I believe you're an outstanding reporter and have done a tremendous work in the community as well. And to ABC News, I sit here with you all in complete shock. I, like many, are at a loss for words on how this has been handled. Instead of addressing this head on like a company has in the past, it is spun into a mission of seek and destroy. Innocent people have absolutely nothing to do with this and are being hunted down as if we are all sport. I challenge all of you to actually look inward and remember why this company engages in journalism. 
We hold the First Amendment at the foundation of this country and this company, yet forget its history, its purpose, and its reasoning for even coming into existence to begin with. How lost we are yearning to be found. I went to Project Veritas for the sole reason that many other media outlets would have probably shelved this as well. I thank all of them and James for seeking the truth. We're all human and mortal creatures of mistakes and redemption. The road to redemption favors no soul. So the question is, now, did Project Veritas just make this up? Is this to throw him off the scent because the woman, Megan Kelly, uh, uh, captured actually is the whistleblower? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I guess you could make the argument they they would be protecting their source or something in that uh, arrangement. But I mean, it doesn't. Uh, she came, came off as pretty believable. You can't always trust that like, your eye on s- such things. And Malcolm Gladwell's book is filled with examples of times we've judged that incorrectly. Um, but still, it is uh, one of those things where you look at this and she seems believable. There has been no one who's questioned her her uh, series of events that led to her firing. No. The ABC or CBS hasn't come out and said, no, actually, that's not what happened. No one said that. She She's just, as of right now, a completely un, uh, unquestioned witness. She's a non-person. Mm. She's having, she, is have, she has had her personhood really just removed, just deleted from the system. We don't know you. We don't have to answer to you. We have nothing to do with you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened? I gave years and years and years of my life. I went to work at another company. They fired me. Is there anything that they fired her for there? Was she a bad no, influence? No, was she, she left. She left on her own from ABC. She didn't get fired. No, no, no. I mean from CBS. Oh, from CBS. All of a sudden she's fired from CBS? Yeah. Well, for, I mean, like, for, for what reason? And she made the point in the interview that she had never heard of Project Veritas before this happened. And it's like, well... That would be something that probably people who worked with her would know. If she's a big conservative, if she's someone who's... T- like, if you're a conservative, you're in the media, you've probably heard of Project Veritas, right? You know, if she's uh, not particularly political or on the left, it's very possible she's never really dealt with them at all. And there's been no one who's come out and said, oh, by the way, she was a big-time conservative, she's lying. I mean, there's been nothing. And, and the fact that they will not answer for this is amazing. They, they, they expect us to answer for every question they have, but not the other way around. They just erase it. It never happened. Mm. Hello, America. We're living in crazy times. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We'll try to make sense of a few things here with Senator Mike Lee, who joins us now. Um, Senator, tell me about what happened in Mexico, and is anything going to be done about this? Glenn, it's absolutely tragic. Last week, we had nine innocent people, women and children, American citizens, gunned down in cold blood, uh, murdered, in some cases burnt to death by narco-terrorists. This is in our backyard, Glenn. This is an absolute crisis. We've got to do something about it by way of identifying who the attackers were. And we've got to make darn sure that they don't have the ability to attack the American people anymore. It's bad enough that over the last few years they've killed 250,000 innocent civilians. It's made worse by the fact that they're now moving on to U.S. citizens and doing so in our own backyard. 
So the press made a big deal out of these people have a violent history. And what do you know about the family, Mike? You know, <clears throat> this is not a family with a violent history. The individuals that I talked to, the, uh, the, the, these families are not part of a cult. These families are not even part of an organized religious order at all. They, they, they just live down there in peace. Now, they're, they're the descendants of people who came to the region to live in religious freedom back in the uh, mid to late 1800s. And they've maintained their identity both as um, Mexican citizens and as dual U.S. citizens ever since then. But there are peace-loving people, and there are people who uh, are not extremists in any way. They uh, abide by the law, and they haven't caused anyone any trouble. I'm not sure what the uh, uh, almost fetishistic fixation the New York Times and other publications seem to have with calling them uh, polygamists, which, which they are not, or fundamentalists, which I don't think they are either. But somehow maybe that makes it easier for them to otherize these victims so as to not make Americans worry about these pesky drug cartels. These pesky drug cartels uh, pretty much run the state of Mexico now. Yes, in many areas they do, and they seem to be becoming, becoming increasingly brazen in their willingness to go after, uh, in, in this case, uh, both women and children, which the Sinaloa drug cartel apparently historically tried to avoid, and also people who are known to be U.S. citizens, as these people were in the area. Everyone knew who they were. They knew they were dual U.S.-Mexican citizens. They knew that these people uh, were women and children, and they killed them anyway. That indicates that something more dangerous is afoot than what we've been dealing with in the past, right. and that we really should be concerned. It's one of the many reasons we need a wall. And there's, there's no reason to believe now that Americans are safe in Mexico. Because if they're, yeah, I mean, it used to be if you held an American passport, nobody's going to screw with you because the Americans would come down as a you know, bag of bricks on your head and pressure the government to make sure those people paid the price. That's not, that's not the truth anymore. Mexico is, is pretty much controlled by these cartels. The, the president, um, I don't know, good or ill, uh, but the president is, is, is having to kowtow to these, to these people. And what does this mean for Americans on the border? If they can do this right across the border, what's stopping them from doing it on this side? Um, it is a, a scary prospect, and, and I'm not I'm not sure I I know what the answer would be. Well, uh, Mike, does does an answer be. does an answer include making these drug cartels terrorist organizations? Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm doing everything I can to make sure that the administration has the ability it needs to designate them as such. If we can do that, then all of a sudden we can figure out how they bank. We can stop their ability to transfer money. These are organizations that by some accounts are clearing something like $80 million of profit a day. That money's got to go somewhere. It can't just sit under a mattress. They have to be able to have the ability to transfer it. We can stop a lot of that if we designate them as international terrorist organizations, and that's what I hope they end up doing. Now, meanwhile, AMLO, uh, President Lopez Obrador, has said some things that I hope are just uh, uh, 
an error in translation. I speak both languages. I'm fluent in Spanish. I, he, he had been saying we need to deal with the drug cartels um, using hugs, not bullets. Abrazos, no boleros. I, I don't quite understand why he'd use that expression. But then in the wake of these killings last week, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, the, the families of these victims I just need to forgive the cartels. I, I don't understand what that has to do with the government response. Obviously, <sighs> among any Christian believers, forgiveness is an, an essential thing, but that is not the government's role. The government's role is to see to it that people don't kill each other. And I, I, I hope for their own sake and for ours that the Mexican government will get its A-game on and decide that, you know, yeah, hugs are great. Sometimes they don't work for people who have bullets. Sometimes the only response to somebody who's got bullets and abusing them to kill women and children is more bullets, and that's what we need here. Mike, are we going to be able to get anything done with the impeachment now? Um, I mean, do you see the impeachment? I see it passing. Do you see uh, Mitch McConnell picking it up and trying it in the center Senate? I personally, I think it should because you've got to you have to be able to respond to the insanity and you can't respond to it in the House because of the rules. Uh, that's right. That's right. I, I've had some good conversations with Mitch McConnell about this, and I, I think he sees it the same way I do. And it good. sounds like the same way you do, which is that, uh, first of all, under our rules, we have to take it up. We have to hear it. And uh, even if we were not required to um, uh, by our own rules, which we are, there would still be a need for us to be able to tell the story, to tell the whole truth. Uh, and not just the, the the spin that they're getting in the House of Representatives. Well, there's no way there's no way for the president to even defend himself. You can't call anybody that has anything to do uh, with um, Chalupa. You can't call her. You can't call the whistleblower. You can't call anybody that wants to talk about the marriage between the state and Soros. You can't talk about uh, the uh, the meddling in the election that we know happened because two people. Two people were sentenced to prison for it, for interfering in the U.S. election, and they bragged on tape about how they were helping Hillary and uh, the DNC. You can't talk about any of those things. They're not being allowed. So you, yeah. if you're going to understand what happened, you have to understand the past. Exactly. You can't tell any part of this story that hasn't been blessed and sanctioned by Adam Schiff and by Nancy Pelosi. And that's disgraceful. Disgraceful. Especially this is... when you ask the question, cui bono, who benefits? Who benefits from this impeachment trial? Who benefits from an impeachment proceeding in the House where only one side gets right. to be heard? Well, well they, honestly, the, this this really goes to, this whole thing is, you know, the the way that the left is behaving now, they are, they are acting like an out-of-control religion. You are silenced if you if you disagree. You're a heretic and destroyed. And this is the Grand Inquisition. I mean, you know, Pelosi is is I guess or Schiff is Takamata. He creates all of the rules, and you know the outcome before the trial is even started. That's right. That's right. Or or 
telephone justice, as they used to describe it in the Soviet era. When a criminal trial was going on, if it was a difficult case, the judge would receive a telephone call in whatever distant reaches of the USSR. Somebody from Moscow would tell them what the outcome was. But the, the fact is, uh, they've been trying to get President Trump since before he was even inaugurated. The, 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 the only reason Nancy, who deep down knows this is wrong, the only reason she's doing this is because she can't control uh, the squad. She can't control her own party. And so she feels like she has to do it. But things like this have consequences. Those consequences are dire. And we have to ask the question, well, what becomes of this? If you do this, where does it lead? And is that really responsible for the American people, especially for a president who didn't do anything wrong? But if this is what it's going to take for us to tell the rest of the story and to show how so many people in the Democratic establishment have abused the levers of government power, so be it. But President Trump is going to emerge from this process stronger. So, Mike, um, tomorrow night uh, I am doing another uh, broadcast. Uh, This one is the Democrats Hydra. And uh, as I was going through all of the information your name popped up and you're actually in this special. Uh, and it, it is because you seem to uh, question something that was happening in Macedonia and said, something's not right here and you're right. And you filed uh, uh, a letter with, I think the state department asking why we were funding some things that we were funding. I don't know if you ever got a response back, but uh, I have the answer for you tomorrow on what was going on. Did they ever respond back to you? Whatever response I got was somewhat inadequate to uh, what I was seeking. Yeah, I, I started seeing some disturbing trends. I've got some friends in Macedonia, and, and they were pointing out to me that Macedonia was a friend to the United States. Macedonia, uh, at one point in the very recent past, had a government that was friendly to the United States that was by and large conservative, especially by European standards. Big time. And they started seeing some trends that were very disturbing in terms of leveraging Soros money with U.S. Uh, uh, foreign aid money. Mm-hmm. in a way that was fundamentally anti-democratic and pro-leftist. It's very, very disturbing. And I think that's one of the things that we need to uncover in all this is, what the heck are we doing with all this money? I, I'm not, not one who says that there is never a good reason for the U.S. to provide aid to a third party. But unless we have a definite reason, and that reason is an open and transparent one, these will always end up being used uh, to promote progressive causes worldwide and to undermine our own interests and values mike you will have your answer tomorrow and uh everything we left a lot of stuff on the edit floor because i just i only want stuff we can absolutely nail down and show the evidence it's happening all over the world uh and you're not going to like the answer but you're going to finally receive an answer on what was going on bless you glenn that's fantastic um, all right, Mike, thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Keep us up to speed uh, on um, on what's happening with, with Mexico. I appreciate that you are actually on that case. And uh, I, I don't know how we're ever going to get a border wall built uh, in uh, in this climate, but 
boy, if this isn't a signal that we need one, I don't know what is. Thanks, Mike. Hey, uh, you're you're in Texas. You and I can go to the Home Depot and we'll get started working on it. (laughs) Okay, we'll do it Saturday. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. Senator Mike Lee from uh, Utah. I don't think we've ever been so busy (laughs) in our lives. Uh, We are, you'll have to excuse us, we are... Uh, doing so much this week. We have a new book coming out uh, after the first of the year, before the um, uh, before the the uh, Super Tuesday, and it's called "Arguing with Socialists." And I personally think you are absolutely going to love it. Um, we haven't done a book like this in a very, very long time. This is my last book with Simon and Schuster, and uh, we pulled out all the stops. So we're working on that, and like literally working around the clock. I've had I've had two uh, like conference rooms full in the last couple of weeks and I've just been going back and forth like a tennis ball. One room is the is the book and the other room is the special. Uh and both of them are supposed to be done are we are, is it the 15th? Is that Friday? Yeah, for the book Friday. Yeah, so Wednesday for Wednesday. the special tomorrow and then Friday for the book. Uh convenient timing. Yes, it is. Really nice. Yeah, I wonder who did that. Yeah, I wonder wonder whose fault it is. Probably somebody's. And then Monday, uh, we're going to be out on the road on another huge project. This is happening? uh, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We are traveling there. Uh, I don't know how much we can reveal on Monday. Hope to be able to reveal all of it on Monday, but... uh, it's a it's something really big and really good on and, Monday. And we should mention that if you can want to help support all of this stuff, yeah. uh, BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code GB20OFF as a special going on for 20% off your subscription that helps support yeah. the research that goes into all these specials. Yeah. So help us out. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code GB20OFF. You're listening to Glenn Beck.